0: What's up, everybody? Happy Thursday. Hope you're having a great start to your week. All good things happening. We know the countdown to college football is real. We are super pumped about it. We got a little mix today. We're going to talk things college football. We also got some college basketball conversations, particularly on the women's side of things. I've got my guy Tyler Aki here from Locked on Syracuse, and we all know there's been a lot of craziness going on in Syracuse basketball. So he's going to, of course, be our local expert to give us that inside scoop. But First, before you do anything, I want to remind you guys, if you have not yet subscribed to Locked On ACC, get our episodes every single day so you can already get your little note on your your phone or computer that lets you know we have episodes downloaded and make sure that you tune in because I'm telling you, I've got some great Co-host with me every single day. It's a good time. So follow Locked On ACC on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. Tyler, thank you so much for joining me yet again for another great episode. We're about to have today. Uh,
1: football's in the air. I've got my football rush going, so I'm happy to be here. We've got plenty of college football to go through right now, so I'm excited.
0: Yeah, listen, I I can't believe it's real. It's finally where we get to have a little bit of normalcy going, which you know it's been rare these days. But I'm going to take it one step at a time and. A lot of good conversation because as you know this week we have been asking my guys you know the, the offensive and defensive players that aren't on their respective teams who they're excited to see this fall so we're going to go over that and then towards the end we'll of course give tyler the opportunity to talk about syracuse basketball so tyler i hope you're ready for this like spitball information and i'm reminding you guys i'm not revealing mine until friday so i know you're super like hannis who are your people but it's all happening so tomorrow's episodes so i gotta come back so tyler who is your offensive player, not on your team, that you're excited to see this fall?
1: Well, I don't think there's any offensive players on my team that I'm excited <laughs> to see this fall. Well, actually, I, I take that back. I take that back. There's one. Sean Tucker running back, I, I would say. But outside of the Syracuse realm, I, I've got... Can I Can I give you two? Can I give Please. you Please.
0: Okay. You're okay. not... Listen, uh, what's my guy? J.J. Jackson gave me the entire Clemson defense. He, so he, he probably gave you...
1: Yeah, he probably <laughs> gave you, like, a, a starting 11 or something like that. But... <laughs> I'm, I'm going to give you one Clemson player and that's Justin Ross. Uh, I'm excited to see him back on the field this year, missed all of last season. And right now it's kind of getting to that point of, are we going to see him for week one? Are we not going to see him for week one? Still sort of up in the air with uh, everything there, but Justin Ross, especially with a new quarterback and DJ Lalele. what is Justin Ross going to look like after the injury, after all, all this stuff, the stuff, the medical stuff with him that's been going on. So I'm looking forward to seeing him because he was an absolute burner for Clemson. I've always really liked his game and I've always kind of liked what he represented. I mean, he's the first top player in Alabama to not go to Alabama in quite some time. So I look at Ross as kind of this really good thing for the the ACC and something that as Clemson, you kind of hold him over the SEC in some regard.
0: Yeah, for sure. And you were not the only one to say Justin Ross, JJ as well said, Justin Ross was this guy that he's excited to see. I think the storyline is so interesting because you when you have someone like Trevor Lawrence being your quarterback, you're so okay. My rhythm, I can find it. Cause I know Trevor will find me. And now DJ and him are going to have to figure out that relationship and that dynamic. And while I think big Cinco is going to do a great job, I think they're going to be some growing pains because this is the season where you're going to have to play it in front of more fans. Where you know, the fans from opposing teams aren't going to be as nice, right? And so you're going to see all that. Can he handle the pressure of being the face of Clemson and then having guys like Justin and can those guys deliver for
1: him? Right. It, it, Clemson's super interesting this year, which isn't usually the case, right? They're usually boring. And <laughs> I say that in a good way because that you knew what you're going to get out of Clemson. You know that, okay, they're almost a, a lock to go undefeated 12-0 and 0 or whatever. And then get to the college football playoff this year there's so much turnover so much unknown with Clemson now the unknown is still a pretty high floor of what they can be i mean their their ceiling is obviously a college football champion and then their floor is probably an 11 and one team right or absolutely or maybe even a 12 in one team with a, a college fo- or an ACC championship uh, to go to but there's so much that's unknown. What is DJ going to look like? Justin Ross, his return. What's that going to look like? The defense, what's that going to look like here? You've got a bunch of up and comers, a couple of guys who've been there a while as well. So Clemson to me is one of the most intriguing teams. And that sounds silly. It sounds stupid, but they're a different Clemson team this year.
0: Do you think it's going to be telling how they open up against Georgia? And do you think Justin Ross will come out the gate and deliver, or will he be a little shaky coming off of his injury?
1: You never know. Right. And and especially against a a top tier program like Georgia and and what they've got going for them. You you usually don't start off your season against an SEC opponent. But when I look at Clemson and and all the the new and and all that stuff, it is certainly going to be something to watch for. And and who knows? Justin Ross might not even play week one. Mm -hmm. That's another little fold into this whole thing. So Clemson fans, fingers crossed that he's there. But just know the reality is you don't know how many games you're going to get out of him. You're just hoping he is out there on the field. And, and I would love to see the return of Justin Ross. That'd be a great comeback story.
0: A hundred percent. Now switching gears to the defensive side. I want to I got my second. I got oh, my oh, second yeah. offensive oh, yeah. player. Sorry. I want to give sorry. you. This is, this so is a sorry. sleeper so
1: here. Jeff Sims. Has anyone else said Jeff Sims quarterback, Georgia tech?
0: They have not. They have said, well, We had AJ Black saying that he was excited about Georgia Tech because he is interested in Jeff. That was not the exact player. No, he did not mention. So you got it. That's all you. I
1: got it. All right. So I want to be the first one out here to be the the Jeff Sims stand of the the program. Okay. Because I see a lot of things that I liked out of him. He got thrown into the fire as a true freshman in a pandemic-ridden season. And you saw the big problem with him in the early going with the turnovers. But those numbers were drastically cut down towards the end of the the uh, regular season. And even though Georgia Tech wasn't a good team last year, and I'm worried that Jeff Sims might be one of those guys who's a victim of his team's success, but mm-hmm. I liked a lot of what I saw. He could throw the ball. He could run with the ball. I always love a good dual threat quarterback. And Jeff Sims could be the next great one coming out of the ACC. And maybe I'm a year early on this, but. I want to get out ahead of this. I think Jeff Sims can be a major impact player and someone that people might be sleeping on this year.
0: Oh, you heard it here first. And I think he has a great, you know, man in the backfield with Jameer Gibbs. I have said so many times and I feel like everyone convinces me like, okay, kids, you're not being realistic. Georgia Tech is going to have a pretty decent offense and they can be in some games this season. And I know that a lot of people akin to 2020 being like, oh, well, that was just Georgia Tech being Georgia Tech. But. We, everyone had their kind of year up and down. Some people got through it better than others. And I think now that we have some sort of sense of normalcy, people are actually having a spring football and going into training camp. They are taking the time to you know, get to know their fellow teammates. It's going to be interesting to see kind of how it all shakes out. I think it's anybody's game. I know it's like, OK, there's some people that clearly are going to be more towards the bottom. But Georgia Tech might be in those conversations. Thanks to Jeff Sims.
1: They're one of those teams. They're, they're a real plucky team, real scrappy team. You never know what you're going to get with them. I mean, sometimes you're going to go out there and get a solid win. And sometimes you're going to go out there and lose to Syracuse right at the bottom <laughs> of the ACC, but they strike me as a team where if you look at the the odds or something on betonline.ag, they're going to pull off two wins against teams that they are a decent size underdog against. I would say like, Maybe a team that they're a plus 200 or a four and a half point underdog against, they're going to get two outright wins like that.
0: I am going to get this defensive player. I've, I tried to guess others' people's, but I don't think I'm going to guess yours because you got, already gave me a curveball with Jeff Sims. First, I'm going to remind you guys, though, that with the ever increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts stores to suck all the parts that you need. Why wait to see what the person behind the counter orders and parts? On their computer, choosing only the brand their warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. When you visit rockauto.com today, it's a family business serving auto part customers for over 20 years. Rock Auto prices are extremely reliably low for every customer and they have everything you need. Go explore their easy to use website today to find a solution for your auto part needs rockauto.com go there right now see all the parts available for your car truck right locked on in there how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you amazing selection reliable low prices all the parts your car will ever need Tyler Aki here today from locked on Syracuse talking to me about his respective offensive players got two now we got defense on the side of it he might have five or six that's fine with me you know that's how we roll in this show he's going to tell me who he's excited to see this fall that's not on
1: his team? I'm going Servassier Dennis, linebacker out of Pitt. And I've always liked how Pitt schemed up their defensive players, especially in that front seven and how they they like to play in the box. But Cervasier Dennis, a guy, all ACC third teamer last year. and, And for Syracuse fans, that's a name that hits home because he is a Syracuse native. And you wonder, okay, how do you let those guys get away from you? How do you let a guy like that end up being an all ACC level linebacker at Pitt. And I think part of it was because of his high school nature. He was a quarterback and a defensive back when he was playing at Christian brothers Academy in Syracuse. So I like Cervasier Dennis. I think he's a guy who can take another step this year and Pat Narduzzi and that defensive system. I I really like what they do. And it seems like every single year they put together a stout defense. They're good at getting after the quarterback and Cervasier Dennis, I think is going to be a
0: guy Who's going to be a big part of that, and why Pitt's defense perennially is pretty good. Sirvasi Dennis did not have that on my bingo card, but certainly I don't know why not. Because clearly Pitt's defense has been one of the top, you know, when it comes to having guys go to the next level. And Narduzzi, shout out to Pitt for starting camp today. Good luck this season. But I would, I would have to say though, if you're from Syracuse, that's all you know your whole life. I could see why he doesn't want to go to Syracuse, only because. I was listening to some of the Syracuse players talk about Syracuse in and of itself. It didn't really sound appealing. Like, you know, football's kind of it and that's all. And so like, of course, you have to be kind of a good school or you want to do well, because that's what you kind of have to build up for the town and the people around it. But it's, if you're trying to be a person, who's see a little bit more, a little more action. I don't know that Syracuse is where I want to go.
1: I get that part of it. It's certainly a place to spend four years. I think, I think that's a, a, a good way to put it. But if you're from there, yeah, sometimes you want to experience something else. I think of another guy from the Syracuse area. There's a couple, actually. Um, Latavius Murray is a, a big notable name, but he didn't end up going to Syracuse. He ends up going to Central Florida. Stevie Scott, he was a guy who he's from Syracuse's backyard. He ends up going to Indiana and becoming a really good running back for the Hoosiers for the past couple of seasons. So, yeah, I get it. We, you, especially now when every game that you play, can be watched on TV, whether it's ESPN or ESPN plus or or FS1, whatever. I get why kids want to venture away and try out something new.
0: Absolutely. And speaking of Mr. Jenis himself, he and sophomore defensive tackle, Elijah Cansey were also tabbed as watchlist worthy for the 2021 Lombardi award, which annually recognizes the best lineman or linebacker who has good character and discipline all as well. And, you know, emulates the great head coach. Vince Lombardi himself so you are on the money and I'm honestly just happy that you know how to pronounce Savarce's name because that's a doozy (laughs) (laughs) that is certainly a doozy but no there are two guys clearly that are going to make names for themselves Dennis who had 57 tackles last season and team high of 14 and a half and you're not playing on a slouch defensive team last year so we all know that it's just a matter of time before he hears his name called and gets to play on Sundays. So that's a very interesting take on that. Now, when I want to talk about teams as a whole, we'll love to know your thoughts around who is going to make the biggest leap this season for you. And it couldn't be your own team. If you want to throw that in there, because I know we were talking about Syracuse being at the bottom, but uh, you know, it's okay if you want to fight for your dogs there.
1: Well, the thing is, is I mean, in terms of who's going to take the most leap, the biggest leap from a wins loss perspective, when you're talking about a one win team from a season ago, Yeah, you're probably going to see a leap of three or four wins potentially. But I I would say a team that I'm looking to take a big leap is probably Boston College. And I know they had a solid season, an overachieving season a year ago. But I feel like from a respect level, Mm -hmm. you're going to see this team take a major leap and maybe get into the top 25 this year. I mean, you've got a really good quarterback in Phil Djokovic. Zay Flowers on the outside, one of the best players in the ACC. You've got a good offensive line, too. And we've seen how good offenses can really make things go, especially now in the modern era of football. And when you've got a good coach in Jeff Hafley and what he's done to turn this thing around in a matter of a couple of months, it feels like a new era of BC football. A lot of alums are, are very excited. What will the defense bring? I don't know exactly yet, but when you've got a good quarterback in this year's ACC, I think you're set up really well. And I know that sounds trivial and it sounds simple, but particularly this year where there are so many good quarterbacks in the conference, you could see defenses get really worn down towards the end of the year when they're going up against good quarterback. Like what if there's a team that has to go, okay, we get Sam Howell and then we get DJ and then we get Derek King and then we get Phil Jerkovic. And the list just goes on and on of all these quarterbacks that you can get even the bottom of the barrel. I think of it like Syracuse and Tommy DeVito, probably one of the He probably sits in the 10 to 12 range in terms of ACC quarterbacks, Mm -hmm. but that's a guy who can, Like, if he's your 10th best quarterback in your conference, that's a pretty darn good conference that you're in quarterback wise.
0: A hundred percent. And I feel like I have said over and over until I'm blue in the face and Boston college better not bring me down at this point that they are going to be the team to watch. I'm all in with Jeff Hathley. I think, He has this great charisma about him. A.J. Black certainly didn't want to pick his own team, but he's very high on his Eagles this season. So I think it's pretty much a shoe. in when it comes to that conversation, I just I can't see a reason why they won't do well. And given the kickoff when they were talking about how unprepared they were for this season, it's almost like, yeah, if you if you don't do better and you didn't have the playbook last year and you were just meeting your players like a couple of days before games, like really getting to know them. Yeah, you, there's the bar is in hell, right? Like, we can absolutely right. elevate our game for this season, no doubt. So final I thought. I think they just kind ahead. of
1: do things the right way, too. Yeah. I mean, when you look at Halfley and and how the players talk about him and how peers talk about him, like you said, you're, you're all in. I'm all in with you, all right? I'm 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 drinking the Jeff Halfley Kool-Aid right now <laughs> because what, what he's done to turn around that program, especially from a recruiting standpoint, too, Listen, BC, I don't think is the most desirable recruiting destination for some of these players out of high school, but he's found a way and he's getting guys and there's no excuses that he's rolling with either.
0: A hundred percent. Now we are taking our talents to betonline.ag because as we know, we have a lot of good teams to bet on this season. We are all in on coach athlete, but things could shake up certainly on the coastal side as well. And you never want to be without a great place to bet on all of your sporting needs bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action and get the latest news odds and info for mlb college football nba nhl and more before the next pitch head over to bet online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting signup bonuses and contest information don't stay on the sidelines this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for great seasons ahead head to the website or Use your mobile device to sign up today. Receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline is your online sportsbook expert. Please use promo code locked on. Mm-hmm. Wrapping up today's show, be remiss that we did not talk about Syracuse College Women's ba- Basketball. There's a lot going on. And know Tyler has been keeping a good eye on this. If you guys have had an opportunity to listen to his show we are going to let him kind of, you know, narrate the story a little bit better because, you know, we always go to our local experts, but I want to get your thoughts just around the situation. We had talked about it, you know, weeks before about all the allegations about coach from the women's side. And now I want to hear, and now that he's resigned, what are your takeaways and are you happy with the decision or are you still kind of perplexed as to what's going on?
1: It's a weird feeling for, for Syracuse women's basketball fans. And I say that because of this, so. When Coach Q resigns earlier in the week, I don't think that came as a shock to anyone. It it felt like he had coached his last game at Syracuse, and who knows, maybe he's coached his last game ever. Mm-hmm. Period. Okay, but when you see some of these things that come out in, in these articles from the Athletic, and it's insane. That it was mm-hmm. I mean, there's one player who said, and she had a, a, a she had asthma. And always had her inhaler sitting on top of the the Gatorade jugs or whatever, and she was gasping for air one time. And Coach Q flat out told her, and this is per the story in the Athletic, if you use that inhaler right now, you are not playing in the pit game. And, and to me, when you hear something like that, I mean, that's someone who should not be around uh, allowed around children anymore yeah. or, or or young adults. Like that is one of the worst stories. I and I, listen. I know that that old school coaching mentality may may have normalized that and allowed that to think that's okay is just absolutely asinine. Mm-hmm. So seeing that coach Q had coached his last game at Syracuse I don't think that surprised anyone. What their next move was was to find the interim head coach and they went to someone on the staff and and Von Reed and for normal circumstances I I think that's that's pretty standard protocol is that your interim is just going to be handpicked from the staff that was there. Right. But when the, when it's a staff wide issue too, where it seems like this culture has been uh, created and and then sustained, and and it seems like some of the assistants maybe even had a, a hand in it too, that makes it strange. But at the same time, you, you understand that, okay, it is August and you need to hire a head coach. August is not right for the pickings here. However, I would counter to that with the fact that, okay, well, guess what? You're not going to win many games this year. Look at the mass exodus that happened to your roster. Winning should not be your priority. Cleaning up the culture should. And if that means going outside the program or extremely vetting, and who knows, maybe they did do an extreme vetting process for Von Reed to give him the interim position here, but I don't like it. I I don't like the fact that there is someone from the old regime still a part of this program right now. I think it needs to be cleaned out and and you need to do it. And it starts right now. And I don't think Syracuse athletics has done a very good job of handling this entire situation because they are just as much to blame for all of this because of the fact that you had all these players pretty much putting out cries for help Mm -hmm. and, and it was ignored time and time again.
0: Absolutely. And, you know, one person, two people leaving, that's one thing. But like going in droves, if you haven't even addressed the situation, it's not kids can't handle a hard coach. Like that's when you really, to me, need to take a step up as the adult and go in and say, hey, we need to evaluate and assess what's really going on here. And then using someone in the same regime, as you mentioned, it just seems like a waste of time. And I know there's plenty of assistant coaches who are in, you know, across the country and given the opportunity for a head coaching job at a Syracuse. They're not going to say no, as hard as it would be to leave their team as they're getting ready for their fall seasons. You don't pass up, you know, head coaching opportunities at an ACC school. Right. So I think it's, it's interesting why they didn't just go ahead, clean slate, you know, get everybody who was involved out of this thing, like almost collateral damage. Like even if you didn't necessarily participate, the fact that you were a part of it and almost allowed it to happen, you're to me just as guilty, especially in this scenario, like there's, there's ways where you just can't, it's inexcusable to be a bystander like having someone, you know, not be able to play or being scared that they can't even use an inhaler. Like that's, if you can't step in as a coach, I, I, I question you in your adulthood and your like wherewithal about who you are as a person. Right. So beyond anything, I'm, I'm questioning your character. So I, you know, I agree. I think that it's just unfortunate situation, but hopefully you know the girls that are currently there can at least get something out of their time left, or if they're choosing to you know stay and stick it out, like they'll you know eventually get a coach that is worth you know half a damn. But I I don't think Coach Q will also coach anymore. He shouldn't. I don't know how you listen to all these allegations as another athletic program and think yeah let's give him a shot. Let's give him like redemption stories are like great. Go find peace elsewhere. <laughs> Right. It's the morality of it,
1: like you yeah. alluded to there. It, it, you need to have human decency in right. whatever line of work you're in. And that just was not apparent in this. And he put up this great facade. I th- I think this news, I'm trying to think of uh, uh, the last time there was this big of a blindsiding to the Syracuse fan base. It's been quite some time that that's something that something. You might even have to go back to to Bernie Fine and, and what happened with Syracuse basketball. Yeah. But when you think about it, I mean, Coach Q was this super lovable guy. Everyone in the the city loved him, mm. everybody. And then to see that there was this dark side of him that nobody knew about, that threw everyone for a loop. And one other yeah. thing I want to bring up too is, I, I'm I'm a little upset that. Okay. not only did they go to the old regime to to find the interim, but a little upset that it was a a male assistant that they tabbed as the interim. And here's why. Mm -hmm. Because of the fact that you heard and you read in the article, the initial article from The Athletic, that Coach Q would belittle and and put down the the voices and thoughts and all that stuff of the women assistants on the staff. And to see Syracuse athletics go out and tab one of the men on the staff and empowering his voice, as opposed to trying to empower one of the, the females that not just are on the staff now, but in, in years past, I think of someone like Tammy Reese, who's now the head coach at the university of Rhode Island.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And what, why wouldn't you reach out to her? maybe they did, maybe they did, but that to me felt like the logical pick. If you are going to go old regime, Find someone who maybe what knows what it's like to to see the wrong side of of what was going on in those practices and, and how players were treated and make sure that's not a part of your program. I think T- Tammy Reese would have been the logical pick, but here we are with Von Reed, and, and I, I don't like it one bit, and I think Syracuse Athletics has some blood to, to wash off their hands right now.
0: Absolutely agree. And, you know, it's just, again, you said it perfectly and the you know, trying to say that things are changing, but it seems as if more that things change, the more they stay the same. And hopefully they'll have to take these lessons with them. And eventually, you know, somebody will have to speak up and pro- try and better empower women's voices. But, you know, I hate to end on a sour note. However, we know that there are still good things happening around Syracuse. And I know Tyler is the one that brings you those that good news. So can you please remind folks of where they can find you and follow your work?
1: Yeah, you can catch us every single weekday, Monday through Friday on the Locked on Syracuse podcast, myself and Tim Leonard. Uh, You can find us on Twitter at LO underscore Syracuse and myself at Tyler A-K-I underscore.
0: No doubt. Well, Tyler, I appreciate your time. And of course, again, guys, if you have not yet, I strongly encourage you to um, subscribe to the podcast. You can download it using the Odyssey app. And if you want to hear more, not just about Locked on ACC, maybe you want to talk about betting. You want to bet on any of the teams Throughout our conference, it doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked on Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blah, specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked on Bets podcast brought to you by thebetonline.ag wherever you get podcasts. So, Candace Cooper and Tyler Aki, we hope you have a great rest of your day. And until next time. You are locked on ACC, your daily podcast on the Atlantic Coast Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.